group from Ukraine called Litava and uh, traditional patriotic Ukrainian song, Zasvistale Kozachenka, which translates as uh, Whistling Cossacks, but it's not really about Whistling Cossacks. It's more about fiercely fighting Cossacks. Dobrivacher Ivi Tayu Vasvsih Dorhi Radio Suhuchi, na Radio Pratamu Nash Holos, Radio Krinskoho Kurinya, na Bahatumovni Radio Stansi AM Trinatiad Vatset CHMB, Misti Vancouveri. Primikrofoni Pavlina Diakuyu Shorishale Perbutazimnoyu Nastupno Hudeno. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paula Demchuk Makori, Pukrinska Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. A great program for you uh, coming up. It is mostly uh, an uh, interview, two interviews, well, sort of a two part interview. Uh, a very interesting project has just um, been launched in the United States and uh, Canada and around the world called Tutoring Without Borders. And we're going to be speaking with the founder of this organization, as well as uh, the mother of one of the recipients. This is a brilliant concept and uh, certainly will help a lot of young Ukrainian students whose lives have been disrupted by this horrific war. So stay tuned for that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is Fata Murkana with a, co- a song called Nizavidui, which translates as Do Not Envy. Ти не знає ні приязні, ні любові, він все те наймає. Не завидуй могучому, бо той заставляє. Не завидуй і славному, славний добре знає. Що не його люди люблять, а тут тяжку славу, що він тяжкими сльозами пилив на забаву. А молоді, як зійдуться, то любо та тихо, як у раї, а дивишся, Рушиться лихо, не завидуй же нікому, дивись кругом себе, нема раю на всій землі, та немай на небі. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are available for only $150. Kids 12 and under get in free. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing over three incredible days, July 29th to 31st, at the festival site near Dauphin, Manitoba. Your one-pay gate gives you access to all the on-site attractions on four feature stages, including the amazing grandstand variety shows and evening dance parties. Order your weekend passes and camping passes by phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. Tutoring.
Learning Without Borders is an organization that connects Ukrainian citizens in need of academic help with potential instructors or tutors in the United States and Canada. It was co-founded by two American professors of physics, Dr. Michael Waxman at the University of Wisconsin-Superior and Dr. Vitaly Venturin at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Dr. Waxman joins us now to tell us about Tutoring Without Borders, who it is helping, and how. Dr. Waxman, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to Nash Holis. Thank you very much, uh, Paulette, for your kind introduction. Well, um, if you want to learn about how it, uh, how it came to being, uh, I must start with the time in mid-March when I decided to try tutoring uh, Ukrainian children. And that came pretty much out of a sense of helplessness because I didn't know how I can help those poor kids who must, uh, who must uh, leave their homeland and then go God knows where. You can only imagine how depressed they are. Mm. And they felt absolutely helpless. And then one day I asked my wife, well, Sophia, should I, should I really try to offer my tutoring services to them or what? And she said, yeah, yeah, you probably should. And then I published a few posts in Facebook, Ukrainian sites in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was amazed to, to find on one of those sites something like 400 likes for my post. Oh, wow. I've had in my life. Oh. <laughs> uh, and in no, time, in no time, I had a bunch of students whom I started to tutor. And uh, most of those already came either United States or Canada. Mm-hmm. But there was one kid that, uh, that really stood apart from this entire group because he still was in Ukraine. He originally from Kiev, the capital. Mm-hmm. But at the time when uh, his mom asked me to tutor him, they were hiding uh, in a small village near Nezhin, the city of Nezhin, not very far from Kiev, but mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I remember is that during the very first meeting, I'm talking to the student, uh, you know, just uh, establishing some kind of rapport, and I'm telling him, okay, I will teach you by this textbook. So go to Nezhin. It's just a couple of miles, right, away from Nezhin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go to Nezhin, pick up this textbook. And he responds, I will not. Oh. He says, what do you mean? I'm agreeing to teach you free, you are not willing to go pick up. He says, yeah, but there are street fights in Nezhin. I'm afraid to go. Oh. Kind of opened my eyes to the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to tutor this kid. And uh, in a couple of weeks, his mom, who is a professional psychologist, sends me a pretty lengthy message on Facebook. And she tells me, that once the war started, her son was very depressed. He lost his sleep. He was shaking with every loud sound. It was just terrible, terrible state of mind. Hmm. And uh, she told, I tried to talk with him. My husband tried to talk with him. Nothing helped. But once you started to teach him, I am seeing now my old pre-war son. He stops, you know, doing all these, mm-hmm. uh, all these news all the time. He again on YouTube searching for some physics videos. It's just my old pre-war kid. And, you know, I was profoundly impressed by that. Sure, sure. You would, you would, uh, you would not know why. I was impressed because... I am not, by any means, an exceptional professor. I am not an exceptionally good teacher. I, would, I, I am what I would say, an average teacher. So if I can do it, I surmised anyone in my place could do it. There are thousands and thousands of professors of high school teachers, middle school teachers, who could do pretty much the same thing. And that's when I contacted my... My friend Vitaly Vanchurin, who, by the way, is a former professor at University of Minnesota Duluth, but oh. now he is a now he is a research physics professor at National Institutes of Health. So he's a oh. promotional guy. Oh, oh! Uh, 
large, large organization, you know. And uh, I contacted him, and uh, in almost no time, we uh, we were managed to create this website for students, or pupils, and uh, tutors to meet. Uh, fortunately, my son is an industrial designer. He was able to help us with uh, making the website and drawing the logo. Oh. And uh, his son loves to program. He's still a high school kid, but loves to program. So he did most of the programming for the site. Oh. Now, yeah, and now we have a semi, semi-automatic matching site for matching tutors with students. We have about 400 uh, students who signed up. Oh, wow. And uh, 150 tutors. Uh, yeah, we certainly miss certain categories of tutors if you wanted to talk about that yeah 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 before and i definitely want to go into that but uh, just tell us a little bit about your uh your colleague the co-founder uh dr vitaly venturin he is you're both chemistry professors or or that was your field is chemistry yeah i am officially a chemistry professor i'm in a smaller university so i I wear a few hats so to Mm -hmm. say I teach both chemistry and physics. Well, okay. less physics than chemistry, but sometimes I, I do teach uh, some physics courses as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm a professor of chemistry and physics, in a sense. Uh, Dr. Manchurin is a professor of physics exclusively. Okay. But he is a good professor. Uh, he <laughs> recently came up with a theory of the universe as a neural network. I saw that. Yes, I was looking, looking at uh, trying to find out information about him, and that's very, yeah, fascinating. What it is, because I know very little about that <laughs> fascinating subject. But uh, he is a fairly uh, popular scientist, I guess, fairly well known, and uh, that's, I guess, how he ended up at National Institute of Health. How do you know each other? How did you become colleagues and and friends? Uh, she was my neighbor back in Duluth, Minnesota. But <laughs> she was a professor at UMD, University of Minnesota Duluth, and I was a professor at University of Wisconsin Superior. Oh. We were neighbors, a few few houses apart. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk to him and we can see if there is how that um, whole thing fits with his theory of the neural network of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> But but for now, let's get back to tutoring without borders because that is also fascinating. So, um, you've got four hundred students so far, one hundred and fifty tutors. The focus is on mostly the sciences, math and sciences. No, that would not be accurate thing to say. Okay. My area of expertise is, of course, chemistry and physics. Mm-hmm. I added math to it. Even now, I am doing some math with a ten-year-old and eleven-year-old. Okay. Not doing math Olympiad problems. And uh, intermixing it with reading Winnie the Pooh in <laughs> Russian and comparing translation to the original. But uh, what what about uh, as about our uh, tutoring with our borders side? We decided not to limit ourselves with any subject areas at all. We want to be as universal as possible. So we in our semi-automatic matching system. We allow any subject areas, including languages, and of course sciences and math and and you name it, informatics, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, we accept any child from grade one of elementary school mm-hmm. through the end of their university career. So oh, wow. uh, large, large scope of kids. Uh-huh. So how how then does it work? I mean, do the tutors create their own curriculum? Do they, I, I guess, work with the kids to, that are their schooling has been interrupted, and they work out together a um, curriculum? How how do they how do they come to that arrangement as to what uh, gets tutored? <laughs> well, um, uh, the tutors fill in uh, their form, tutoring form in which they indicate how many hours a week they can devote to this subject. They indicate their subject area or areas. Then they indicate um, the age of the students that they are willing to tutor. Uh, And uh, they indicate whether they are willing to conduct individual or group lessons. 
all that is option. And then we match them with kids who ask for the same area of expertise, who are of appropriate age, and uh, who want to be uh, want to be having uh, either individual meetings or group meetings. All that is matched. Oh, okay. This way, we can offer tutoring in fairly unique areas. For yeah. example, I can give you one example. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, a girl originally from Kiev contacted us asking for a tutor in music theory. And we were able to satisfy her request right away. Oh. We have a tutor uh, who is precisely that area of expertise, uh-huh. music theory. So the more tutors we have, the greater is our area of options that we can satisfy for our students. Right. If I may, if mm-hmm. I may add it, right now we have huge need in the languages. Ukrainian, English, German, Polish, Lithuanian, Estonian, French, Italian, I don't even remember if I mentioned uh, Spanish and all the usual languages, so to say. So there is particularly lots of need in Ukrainian and German. Okay. Is, uh, there are lots of refugee, Ukrainian refugees in Germany, apparently. So a lot of demand in German. And let me tell you something, talking about particularly that. I have one third grader from Mariupol, the city that is no longer. Yeah. No Asking to be tutored in German. He is at intermediate level of English. He could learn, he could learn in English. So if there is among your listeners, if there is any middle school, elementary school, a high school teacher of German, they could teach them without knowing either Ukrainian or Russian or whatever. Wow. Tutor this child, just sign up on our side. That's what I'm suggesting. Okay, so it's not not specifically just language learning, but to teach science or math or any other um, subject in German or these other languages that you mentioned. Uh, well, it is to teach German in English. That's what I mean right now. Oh, okay, all right. Any, any Canadian teacher of high school, middle school could teach this third grader German. Using intermediate level of English. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. He will polish his English skills and he will learn German. Wow. Wow. Okay. Another example, if I may. There is a girl from Dnipro who is exceptionally good in English. We converse in English. Her English is, well, maybe not as good as mine, but very decent. Mm-hmm. And she is not very good in math, I am afraid to say. Mm. Now in Germany, it's a large German city, and uh, she went to German high school, and uh, she didn't understand certain aspect of her math class. She approached her German teacher, and she humbly asked him to please explain it to her in English. What does this mean? The reply, unfortunately, was, "You know what? Here is your textbook." This is, this is what you don't understand, right? It is Google Translate. You oh. type it in German. It will spit out the translation. And understand me right, Pauline, understand me right. I am far from criticizing my German colleague. No, I, I can only sympathize with his situation. We thank Germany profusely for accepting so many Ukrainian refugees. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine myself in his place. I am teaching my group of students. Mm-hmm. All of us, at the end of the school year, there are you know two dozens of new students coming, yeah, <laughs> yeah. who all do not understand material very well. Yeah. I don't have time to explain to everyone. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say, any Canadian high school teacher could explain to this tenth grader this aspect of math if they were only willing to tutor. They do not need to know Russian. You only need to have willingness to help this poor kid from wow. the draw. Wow. Okay. Okay. That, yeah. And that anybody in Canada could do that who speaks English. That's, that's right. That's... And knows, knows math at the level of high school. Yeah, yeah. 
Just just one second. What, Oksana? I am my teacher. Uh-huh. Oh, she's a math teacher. There you go. <laughs> here's a, here's something. <laughs> There's something. <laughs> I can explain in Ukrainian and Russian. English maybe less uh, because I didn't learn math in English. Just so this is how it works, right? This is how it all. This is the yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, that's brilliant. I, really, it it it's so simple. But, you know, and you kind of, the question is, why did no one else think of it? But I guess just, it's never been done before. So this is, this is amazing that you came up with this. And it was just because you wanted to help. Solely because I wanted to help. And, you know what? I had my doubts because I have pretty busy schedule being in a small university, professor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I started it, you cannot imagine how happy I feel, oh. how much happier I feel now that I started it. I never tried it in my life. For 30 years, I have been a university professor, and uh, I never was tutoring anyone. I was never uh, never doing any activity like that. But I must say that to tutor these kids is an experience totally different from what I am accustomed to as a university professor. As my friend Vitaly keeps saying, Vitaly Venturin, you know what? Our greatest advantage is that we award no diplomas. We award no certificates. Kids only take our classes if they want to learn. Ah. You know, uh, recently... I got a Facebook message from one of my students saying, Dr. Waxman, it's still an hour to wait until your class. And uh, I just can't wait. You know, as I told you, I was a professor for 30 years and no single soul out of students ever said anything <laughs> like that. You cannot imagine how rewarding this feeling is. I just that once you try it, you probably would not want to abandon this idea. And it doesn't take a lot of time? It varies. Anyone who wants to tutor can indicate how many hours per week they are willing to, to, to devote. Okay. Some people take two hours a week. I use five hours a week. Okay. Before I, during the school year, I actually did more. I did more like eight hours a week. Uh-huh. But it really varies. You can, you can request as much or as little time as you wish. Okay. The main thing is to have this area of expertise covered. And if there are lots of us, then each of us doesn't need to spend as much time. Right, yeah. But you're hoping for more students, obviously. Most definitely, because at the very modest estimate, there is a million kids now scattered around the world. Yeah. And I tried to gather some statistics from those kids in Europe and the United States, this woman Canada, with whom I spoke. And uh, the least number that I got from those kids in, uh, in Netherlands, in Germany, in, in, in Bulgaria, the least was, I think they told me, maybe 20% at least of the students whom I am here with would want to have a tutor. 20% of a million is 200,000. Yeah. That's why we created a semi-automatic and soon to be probably automatic completely site for matching those so that it be done at huge rate and uh, had huge capacity to process those applications. Great. From both students and the students. The need is huge and the war doesn't seem to end anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. We should be prepared and we should try to help those kids. What what a win win situation! I mean, it's um, you know the 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 kids get um, to um, complete their learning and maybe learn from a you know different have a different person in the mix to teach them. Um, the tutors themselves um, a feeling of satisfaction, and um, how can you lose with this? So uh, you go to tutoringwithoutborders.org. 
And if you're a tutor, you fill in your information, you click on that section. If you're a student, you click on that section, fill out your information that you said that all gets automatically. People just get get um, connected up, um, matched up that way. Kind of like a dating service only for for tutoring. (laughs) That's right. And if they have any questions, there is an email. They can easily shoot an email toward us our way. Uh, Info at tutoringwithoutborders.org. And we will certainly be happy to help them to complete the enrollment process. So so it's it's working well now, and you've got some testimonials on your website of students um, who have benefited, and a couple of parents, and we have with us um, on this call is a parent, and uh, her son is has benefited from your program. So why don't you introduce us to her, and we'll have a, uh, a few words with, uh, with Yulia. We'll be back after the break with Yulia Stelmach, who will share the story of the harrowing escape that she and her son made from war-torn Ukraine and how Tutoring Without Borders is helping them. Taking us to the bottom of the hour, here is Kiev Orchestrio with Madalena.
And the Ukrainians from Leeds, England, with a track from their album Vorone, Crows. And that was released back in the 1990s. The song is called Khlib, Bread. And uh, the, the lyrics remind us of uh, what is really important in life with a recollection of a well-known miracle involving bread and fish. Let's return now to our exploration of Tutoring Without Borders, an organization created to help Ukrainian students and pupils continue their education in the aftermath of severe disruption in their lives because of the war being waged on their homes and families. Dr. Michael Waxman co-founded Tutoring Without Borders in March and described how it works in terms of how it helps both students and pupils, as well as the tutors. He'll now introduce us to Yulia Stelmach, who'll share her story of escape from the war and the effect that Tutoring Without Borders has had on her teenage son. Yulia is a parent of Sasha, mother of Sasha, one of my students who takes uh, a few subjects actually through our site, and hopefully Yulia will be able to talk in more detail about it. And if Yulia allows me, I can tell about her that she is uh, uh, an important person in her own right. She is uh, one of chief uh, lawyers uh, in Vnesh Ekonom Bank of Ukraine. It's a national bank. National, I'm sorry, yeah, National Bank of Ukraine, but she does the oversight of um, some major transactions of placing Ukrainian capital into some investment firms like Goldman Sachs or Bloomberg's or or others. So, uh, Julia is certainly an important individual and and uh, maybe you want to talk with her about her professional expertise as well. Yes. It's my pleasure to, to introduce uh, this uh, wonderful uh, lady. Yulia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Waxman and Pauline. But uh, I, I would like to say that um, it's, it doesn't matter. My profession now, because after 24th of uh, February, everything changed extre- extremely. And um, I want to share my story as a parent, as a parent. Uh, so uh, we, uh, Sasha made, uh, did his uh, homework 23rd of February, and we had a lot of plans. Uh, here in Ukraine, he was going to finish uh, 11, the 11th last grade, and uh, he's going to enroll to the university in Ukraine. But uh, 24th of uh, February, we woke up from the explosions, and um, I woke up Sasha at 6 a.m. and told him, Sasha, wake up, the war started. And uh, Sasha, maybe uh, it it wasn't right, because I shouldn't maybe woke up a child, a kid, uh, with such word. (laughs) Maybe he, 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 he will remember this day. Yeah. Uh, but I, I couldn't do other way that, that uh, day. Uh, so we thought uh, that it will pass soon, and we decided uh, to run from uh, Kiev. Uh, it was uh, 75 kilometers from Kiev to the village, to the village uh, of my parents. And we stayed uh, this village, so we didn't bring a lot of food. We didn't bring a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, clothes. But um, when we arrived, uh, this um, this village, uh, um, and uh, we a uh, couple days, we felt uh, safe because uh, it was um, far from Kiev, pretty far. But um, after maybe five days, we understood that we trapped. We trapped because. Uh, uh, this village uh, located uh, between uh, Kiev and uh, uh, and Belarus, just between, and Russian troops uh, st- started to move, and uh, uh, we didn't have any bread, enough food. So this uh, this week it was not week, it five or six days we were starving, oh. and I understood so it, it was my parents. Father, mother, my brother, Sasha, and I. And I, des- I understood that we trapped and uh, we really could die from hungry. 
and uh, every day explosions uh, started to be more and more um, sounds what was awful and um, I decided to run. I decided to bring Sasha and uh, to run from Ukraine. Here, early morning, it was the 2nd of March, uh, we uh, came back to Kiev uh, and uh, came back to Kiev and uh, I just came to the supermarket. I was shocked because uh, the supermarket was completely empty. So no food, no people. Mm. Oh, explosions no. and uh, we just uh, bring we, we went to our home and uh, uh, we spent maybe uh, just one hour uh, so we took a shower and uh, just bring small suitcase it's like hand luggage hand luggage suitcase for both of us uh, for both of us and we I went to the train station and uh, it was uh, the day when uh, the city center was bombing. It was um, Telewishka. Professor Waxman, please help me with uh, Telewishka. Television tower, maybe. Yes, television tower in Kiev was bombing. So uh, we was waiting this train, this evacuation train. It was very cold, uh, and we decided with Sasha that, that uh, no food, no uh, water, uh, because uh, there were a lot of people very crowded, and uh, bathrooms weren't available. So we, uh, maybe a couple of days, we didn't eat and we didn't, uh, we almost didn't drink. Uh, we were very cold and Sasha asked me, okay, mama, where will be the train? But uh, I told, I don't know, because they weren't scheduled. Yeah. Because um, it was um, safety. Right. Was, safety. Yeah. So, um, it was dangerous. Yeah, it would be dangerous to follow the schedule because then, yes, then the, yes, the yes. Russians so would know. It was the explosions. Yeah. And we catched the train and spent eight hours. Uh, this train just, uh, so no food, no bathroom, no oh. uh, uh, water. Wow. And we, um, we came to Lviv and spent quite one night uh, in Lviv. And uh, next morning we um, came to Poland uh, through the border, and it was very scary because uh, really we have we had just hand luggage, and when we crossed the border, I remember that uh, Sasha was shocked. He, uh, and when we crossed the border, uh, it was just a field, huge field, and Sasha asked me, "Mama, what we will do the next?" And I told, I don't know, Sasha. I, I, I don't know. I can't answer. It's just a huge field. And we didn't know what will be our the next step. But um, uh, after that, we met, um, we met uh, volunteers and we decided to reach the nearest, um, nearest uh, big city. It was Krakow. And we stayed there. And after that, we moved um, to um, Austria a little bit because we, uh, we have uh, friends there so we can live for free a uh, couple nights. Mm. After that, we, uh, we came to uh, Warsaw because also we have friends we could spend for free a couple nights. And after that, we spent a couple days in France. So we spent one month in Poland uh, and we moved, we moved. So when we came to the U.S. the 2nd of April, it was uh, maybe tens moved for the one month. For the one month. Ten, move, uh, ten moves in one month, you said? Ten, in one wow. month, yes. So it's like uh, Krakow, Vienna, oh. Paris, Warsaw. Uh, uh, yeah, so, it, so it's... So, just a, a whirlwind. I'm, just a sorry, whirlwind. Sorry, such a long explanation, but I would no. like to... To, to explain uh, what uh, uh, condition Sasha had uh, uh, sure. before I met uh, Professor Waxman. So my and my friend, when we were in Poland, my friend uh, sent me just a picture. It's like screen from the phone, from the Facebook. Sure. And where Professor Waxman just commented, uh, I can teach, I can teach. I remember I wrote uh, the professor, professor Waxman and he uh, answered, answered Immediately, 
Uh, and um, uh, maybe a couple of days passed when we came to the U.S., uh, and uh, uh, Professor Boxman uh, wanted to interview, to make uh, an interview with Sasha a little bit. And I remember he asked Sasha simple questions, just elementary, right? simple questions, but Sasha was such uh, disoriented, uh, he couldn't understand. Oh. He couldn't understand uh, simple things in mass, because this month was just shocked, starving, yeah. Yeah. Um, explosions, yeah. Um, yeah. and a lot of fear, a lot of fear about uh, what what we'll do tomorrow. So this month, Sasha always asked me, Mama, what, what we'll do tomorrow? Where, where we will be tomorrow? I asked, I don't know, Sasha. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. so thank you very much, for Professor Waxman, because he was very patient with Sasha. Because really, it, it, Sasha looked like... Uh, First grade kid, like he, as I told, he did he couldn't answer simple questions. But um, what I would like to tell that um, now, so now it's one maybe one and a half months or almost two months passes, and uh, Sasha is a different kid. He's a different kid. He started to um, study math with uh, Professor Waxman. And mm -hmm. after that, he started to, uh, to study uh, physics. And I remember when Professor Waxman told, oh, maybe, Sasha, you, you would like to study physics and chemistry with me. Sasha told, no, 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 I don't like uh, physics and chemistry. Oh. And uh, yes, but after that, uh, he tried to study physics and uh, chemistry with Professor Boxman, and he was very impressed because it was different. Ah. And uh, yes, because in Ukraine he didn't like uh, these um, subjects. Mm -hmm. Didn't like because, frankly, frankly, it was like um, post Soviet school. Too school. dry. Yeah, yeah. teaching, teach um, ah. um, a little bit. Yeah, so physics and chemistry, and he didn't like it at all. But Professor Boxman teach a, a different way. So it was uh, always new presentation. He, um, he could explain in Russian because, um, yeah, it was very hard to get chemistry in, in, in English. But Professor Waxman tried to, uh, to explain. If a uh, if student uh, didn't understand, he could repeat in Russian. So it's, it's, it's very important. Yeah, the benefit to here um, with, with Ukrainian students is because they're multilingual. You, um, Professor Waxman can't speak Ukrainian, but your son could speak Russian. And, uh, you know, yes. as he mentioned, also yes. others speak English and German. And so this can yes. work. There's, there's all kinds of, of ways that, that you can help these students because they have a lot more to offer coming in. Exactly, exactly. And uh, Russian language for us, it's not a problem at all. So, so for example, my father, he's from south of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And historically, it's, uh, it's mo mostly a Russian-speaking part of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And my mother from, from Vinnytsia. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's the middle Ukraine. Right. So uh, I uh, raised in a bilingual family. Sure. So my parents uh, spoke between them, Russian and Ukrainian, and it wasn't a problem at all. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah. Sasha also can speak uh, Russian, Ukrainian, both language uh, fluently. So now he's, uh, he's a different kid. Mm. And I always uh, tell Professor Watman that he's an angel. He's an angel <laughs> because <laughs> I'm very appreciate uh, his work. And uh, now Sasha likes physics, chemistry, <laughs> math. <laughs> he likes it. And um, and now he found um, a teacher. Oh, his dream! Um, I I want to add that his dream um, was uh, to be a science, um, computer scientist uh -huh. to enroll to the university uh, and to be IT specialist. And uh, he found uh, a teacher, and he knows. Uh, oh, he he uh, studies now uh, programming language C plus plus. Oh, uh, C++, C++, and uh, it's interesting that this is, uh, his teacher is uh, from Belarusia. Oh! Belarusia. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, she's a Belarusian professor, and uh, also he has an English teacher also who is from Belarusia, and she's, uh, she lived in Belarusia, and uh, when war started, she lived in uh, Ukraine, and now she's in Spain. 
So he, now he's very busy. He's very busy. He's and he's back on his feet. He's he's got worked through the PTSD and all the the great adrenaline surge for that one month and everything. And he's he's found his equilibrium and he's moving forward again. He's got his life back essentially. Yes, it's life. It's wow. different life, but it's even not pre-war child. It's not pre-war. Kid. No, he's like oh, oh good, <laughs> good. Professor Waxman gave him a lot of opportunities, new opportunities, uh, so he he can study in English because he didn't have this opportunity before. Wow. Yes, it was challenging, of course, challenging. But at the same time, I, I can say that it's <laughs> now he's even better than pre-war kid. Oh, what a blessing! I am particularly happy that we were able to help him finding that instructor in information technology and computer science. That was his dream all the time. He told me, and finally we were able to help him with that. Wow. Well, that... He's dreaming about a new professor. When he came to the U.S., um, uh, he, he could uh, go to the school here, but uh, uh, he lost one year. Oh, okay. But he decided to just to uh, to study with uh, Professor Waxman and his um, his website uh, and um, to enroll some university here to, mm-hmm. in the U.S. or some community college or university here. So it's his plan. So he didn't have to lose any uh, any time then. He, he didn't want. He, he didn't yeah. want it. He doesn't want it now. That, that's great. That's so nice. It's so nice in this horrible situation to hear stories like this that of triumph over this adversity. So thank you for yes, sharing that. Yes, I would like to add one more thing sure. about the teacher. Okay. You asked Professor Arboxman how about program. Yes, how a teacher mm-hmm. knows uh, what to teach. Mm-hmm. Yes. For example, um, teacher of English, uh, uh, Sasha, uh, Sasha's English teacher, uh, who now in Spain, uh, he asked him, Sasha, what do you need? What is your needs? And uh, um, she gave him a little test, uh, a small test, and uh, he did it, and she knew now what uh, does he need. So, and also with math, uh, so teacher can ask student, every student, what does he what does he or she uh, need? So it's not a problem at all. Okay. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Yulia, for, for sharing that. And uh, Dr. Waxman, thank you for um, for your time as well, for telling us how this this works and this this uh, this inspiring story of, of Yulia and her son, Sasha, and uh, for the, the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for that. And we'll encourage listeners to go to tutoringwithoutborders.org. And if you're interested in getting in on this uplifting project and uh, help Ukrainian students in need. This is all you have to do. Go there, sign up, and you'll have a rewarding experience and, uh, and help, help somebody, help, help um, a student. So thank you again. And um, tutoringwithoutborders.org, you can volunteer there. And uh, Dr. Waxman, was there anything else that you wanted to add? I would just like to thank you, Paulette, for this wonderful opportunity to tell about my organization and to hopefully encourage people to consider volunteering to tutor uh, at our site. So just before you go, you said you have 150 tutors. So give us an overview. Who who are some of these people that have already joined? Uh, There is a variety of people from uh, many different countries. Oh, there are people from uh, United States, from Canada, from uh, Germany, uh, from Israel, from Saudi Arabia. Uh, I would say the bulk of instructors, the bulk of volunteers are from two countries, Ukraine and Russia. Really? Okay. Yes, yes really. Wow. Ukraine. Tutors from Ukraine and Russia. That's correct. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's mind-boggling, but it's also very inspiring. So other countries need to get on board and give them a hand. Okay. Thank you again, Dr. Waxman, and uh, thank you, Yulia.
you're interested in Tutoring Without Borders as either a tutor yourself or if you are aware of a Ukrainian family who could benefit from their organization, please go to their website, tutoringwithoutborders.org, and you can fill out the contact form there. And also you can hear some testimonials of parents about their children and some students themselves who have benefited greatly from Tutoring Without Borders. for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are available for only $150. Kids 12 and under get in free. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing over three incredible days, July 29th to 31st at the festival site near Dauphin, Manitoba. Your one-pay gate gives you access to all the on-site attractions on four feature stages, including the amazing grandstand variety shows and evening dance parties. Order your weekend passes and camping passes by phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. And that was Anatoly Rudenko and the Folklore Ensemble Kiev from their collection of Ukrainian folk songs, and that was Marichka. Earlier you heard a lovely uh, classical piano composition. It was an original composition by none other than Stepan Pasichnik in London, England. And our proverb of the week translates as whoever has not been in a war does not know fear. And with that, we come to the end of our program here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder that the Nanaimo edition of Nasholos can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and online at chly.ca. That's Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. with your host, Oksana Pobereznik, and sometimes me. If you miss the on-air or live stream broadcast, the podcast link is available at our website, www.nasholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there, so I hope you'll consider supporting our work with a monthly donation. And as well, there are links there to various reliable organizations that will make sure that your donation gets to Ukrainians in need. Again, that's www.nasholos.com. Well, with that, we come to the end of our program. So to wrap it up, we have the By Request Band from Sarto, Manitoba, which will be performing at Canada's National Ukrainian Festival in Dauphin on the long weekend in August. And they'll take us home with the Just for Glenn polka. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. 